This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We decided we could go in chronological order. So we were in the Tkufas Agaonim. We spoke about Reb Shira Goyen. We spoke about Sadia Goyen. And the last Goyen, both in chronological order and in terms of what we'll speak about is Reb Haigoyen. Um, they actually are, f- both, all three are come out at the end of Kufas Gonen. Reb Sadi Goyen was Nifter a few years after Reb Haigoyen was born. Reb Shir Goyen was Reb Haigoyen's father. Then Reb Haigoyen, and pretty much with that, um, the Tkuf of Gaonis ended. Uh, like we explained uh, last time, the Jews had been living in Bovel, mostly in Pompadisa, Sura, that area. It's near Baghdad. And that's where they lived after the Khurban for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, almost a thousand years, that was kind of the center. Slowly, the Jews began migrating in both directions, both westwards towards Spain, North Africa, Spain, and northwards um, towards Europe, and ending up in France and Germany, Italy, France, Germany. And basically, the centers were moving away and away from Bavel. The, the yeshivas in Bavel were still the center as long as they had very powerful figures. And with the Ptira of Rav Haigoyen, basically that came to an end. There was a, a Goyen for another year or two, but that was it. With that, it was over. So Rav Haigoyen really marks the Hasimah Tkuf Zagayinim. First, where, where I get the information from, which I think is very important. So really there are, um, there are a lot of Tshuvas of Haigoyen. We have over 800 Tshuvas of his. Plus, it's probably a third of all the stuff that we have from Gaonim, from Rusa Gaonim. The, uh, and there were some contemporaries here and there that wrote things about him. The one who did, I think, the first work of putting it together, culling all the information from Truvis and, and contemporary writings, was somebody named Shir Rappaport. Shir, Shin Yudreich was Rosh Tevis. Um, he was a son of Teresa Chayshin. He was a Rav and a Maskil of sorts. A big a scholarly person, Kufus Agaonim was one of his specialties, and he actually wrote on most Agaonim. He was able; he was a big enough time to go for everything, and with a, with, he had a keen eye. We was able to put information together, and he, his work is sort of the groundbreaking work. Um, and then people a little bit here and there added from uh, another marker or not, but but the Maisa, it's basically his writings are that which are the basis for anything afterwards. He has probably a page about him and, I don't know, 20, 25 pages of notes where he got it from and how he got it and comparing it and, and, and contradictions, things of that nature. So, um, Rav Haigon was born in 939 and according to most opinions, he died almost 100 years later in 1038. Um, it's something which the uh, there is actually most everybody seems to, to take that date as, as being correct, uh, which means he lived 99 years about. Um, actually, Rappaport puts him down at 66 years, but it seems most everybody it, it, it leaves it at that. 
It depends how you date when he became a Goyen and when his father died and so on. But more or less for us, it's, it's sufficient. He lived from the from 939 to the mid-thousands of 1038. We'll take that as the date. His name, Hai, comes... It's, it's, it's sort of the, the, the Iraqi version of Chia. The name was like Rav Chia. That's the way they, they pronounced it. That's where they said it. And that's why he's called Rav Hai Goyen. His... Main Rebbe was his father, that's as far as you know, Reb Shreer Goyen. We spoke about him. His father in law was Reb Shmuel Ben Chofni Goyen. He was also a Goyen, um, and uh, we, do, we have some Svarim from him. That was his father in law. It's, it's, assume, it's assumed he doesn't have any children because of some of the poems that are left after he died, that no son was there, nobody's there to take over, and so on. So the assumption is he had no children. He became a Go'on at the age of his 40s when his father passed away. Um, his father had been arrested, we spoke about it, and then he took over for a while. And Lemais's father died soon afterwards. And there's a Mesaurus that it's, it's written, and it, it's written in, in, in that on the Shabbos that he took over, they laned. Yifkad Hashem They made that the Mafter, and then and then they they laned Vamelach David Zokin, and then it says Vayimlo, and they added the pasuk Vayimlo Chia a high, you know Laolam something like that. They made a big thing about it. Uh, it's a it's a story. It's a mesorus. It's brought down, but it it shows upon him um, how much they how popular he was how much they, they were into him, and so on. He wrote a lot of Svarim, like, like, like um, the Gonim, like most of the Gonim. Very little was published formally. Um, we, we have the most chuvas from him, by far. He, um, they, someone called him Achroin Legoinim, Verishon Bemaila. He was the last Goyen, but the greatest of the Goyenim. The Ramban in 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 in, in Mohammed, on Ksubis, writes about him. This is this is this we have. He writes about him that Shokul Rav Hai Kineged Roiv Sanhedrin. That Rav Hai's opinion is like a Roiv Sanhedrin, which is incredible, uh, an, an incredible description. The Griff, when he brings Goin, Stam Goin, he's referring to Rav Hai Goin. Ibn Ezra, when he brings Go'on in, in Inyanim of Pshat, um, is, usually, is referring to Reb Sadi Go'on. That's the Stam Go'on by Ibn Ezra. In the Rif, Stam Go'on is of High Go'on. And in Halacha also, if somebody brings Go'on or Go'onim, invariably it's probably of High Go'on. He was the closest to that Kufa. And Bimela, they um, saw in him, like, he's the Go'on. He's the, he's the summation of, of the Go'onim's at Tyra. Um, he, wa- he wrote a lot. We don't have all that much left over from him. We have the Chuvas, like I said before. He wrote a, like also a diktuk safer, um, a, you know, a, a word like a dictionary, except he had a very interesting way of writing it. Like any time when he had words, he would organize them in all the different permutations of the letter and explain it. Not sure why that is, but like you know, he would take a word and all different 
combinations of the letters in different ways, that was all listed in the same, in the same category. Um, he wrote some Pirushim, we have bits and pieces, we have Pirushim on, on Tanakh quoted here and there. Again, not clear what, when. We have a Pirush of his on Tyrus and Mishnayis. It's assumed that he wrote on, 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 on all of Mishnayis. He wrote, he wrote some Sifri Allah that I quoted in Allah, the Sefer Mekkah, and other things. Also, on specific topics, he wrote. Um, a lot of it was written in Arabic, and we don't have much of it misudder in terms of, of, you know, like a formal Sefer. There are Kabbalists for him that supposedly he wrote. The consensus seems to be that that's Lehoyavlanivra. Those forums that people put out, somebody decided to put out some safer that either found or forged, and um, a bunch of them. And then he decided it would be nice if he could attribute it to Heiger and, and attribute it. There's no reason in the world to assume, you know, when Matzazik Sav, he had Yoshin Noishin, and it's Rev Heiger and safer on this and that. The other thing, no reason to assume it's like that, and I think most most people discount that it's that it's that that comes from him. The um, Talmidim he had were the next generation. Um, they were either formal Talmidim or close to him. It was Rabbi Hananel, Rabbi Nisim Goyen, not the Ran, but Rabbi Nisim Goyen, and Rabbi Shmuel Nagit, who wrote Mivola Talmud. They were the um, what's the right word for it? They were the bridge generation to Rishonim. In other words, like for Rabbi Hananel, some people call it Goyen, some people not. Um, this is sort of the the um, beginning of the Rishonim Tkufa, and if High Goyen is seen as closing the Tkufa of the Gonim. People after him were not referred to as Gonim really, and that's what they and and the, the next generation was already. Sort of the earliest Rishonim or, or, or semi Goyen or whatever. With his Ptira, pretty much Torah disappeared from Iraq. That stopped being the center. Spain became the center. France became the center. Balatoisis, Rashi, and in, in Spain. But, um, and and the, the Shivas did not have a Hemshech. The Shivas in Bavel did not have any real Hemshech. I want to go through some of the points that he makes. In um, in his tshuvas, I, I photoed some. Now, the problem also with a lot of the tshuvas is they, you know, how did the tshuvas firm get um, published? They um, people go to libraries, they find all sorts of collections of tshuvas, odd tshuvas. They attribute it here, they attribute it there. It, a lot of times, it's not clear it is of Haigon, but a lot of times it is clear. And different people published it in different places at different times. So you, you, there's no Shuvas of Haigon per se, a safer like that. There's Oitza Goinims and Ginze Goinim and, and uh, you know, Shuvas this, Shuvas that. People found in art collections, and, um, but some of these Shuvas have become very prominent and they're very Hashiv. And I'd like to share some of them. They have some very interesting points. The first one is I would like to share is the Indian of um, the 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 how much minhag was chashev to him, and this was something in general. The Goenim were extremely big kanoim that the minhagim that had come up 
in, in that had been practiced in the yeshivas in Bavel, they, their their minog was was based obviously on on on, on very sound halachic practice. And if you come along with a raya against it, that's not enough to break a minig because the minig was a mesoris. And I, w- I want to make it clear. It's not because they've been doing it so many years and people did it, that's why we can't change it. Not the way we think of a minig uh, that way. Minig means the shivas and bubble what a safeguard is, safe of, of Klai Yisrael's halachas. And if they did a certain halacha even if we don't remember exactly the cheshben, it's firm. So there's uh, a lot of Haigran quoted in Tmim Deim. It's another Truva Sefer Dreivet. Um, he speaks about the way in which they did the Tkiyas. Hadavashana Yoitzim Dechavasen Vachulu, Nochon Ubarbi Adenu, Yerusha Mishuleshes Umekubeles, Me Ovis Lebonim, Doris Ritsuf Misrol Mive and Evi Madachsha. The way we do it has been passed down from door to door until now. Um, since what we're doing is right, this is the Mesoros. So kashas don't are irrelevant. And more than any raya is Go out and see how it's done. That's the Ika. Then we look at what says the Mishnah Gemara. Um, if we can answer, then and explain it, good. And for things that we can't understand or explain, it's not and so on. Because of Rambam Mazel Shoinoi, so he's quoting this. This um, this is the Trim Day is quoting. It's not. This is not Rav Haigon, obviously. Rav Haigon is not quoting Rambam. And then he quotes Rambam about how this is something that's a Messiris, and so on and so forth. That is his. Um, that's the the uh, Lashon. So Lashon of Haigon is obviously until uh, until the Rambam, obviously. But the point is. Um, he was very, very strong about that the Mesoris were true. So, again, I want to make it clear, it's not the Pshat that um, because we're doing it, you can't slug off from a Gemara. But since Halacha had been enforced so strongly, and there was such kanoyim for keeping the Halacha true, so that obviously was right. Minog means the way in which Allah has been actually practiced, and if we can't answer the Gemara, we'll wait. Somebody will figure it out and, and find a terrorist fit. That was this, and you find that Lushen in in we mentioned it that Divrei Ga'inim is Divrei Kabbalahein. The things that the Ga'inim said, they said it Mipi Mesiris. They felt that they kept the Mesiris very carefully, and today we can't do that obviously because there were many Tkufis we didn't keep things well. A lot of mistakes crept in, a lot of Maratzis. This is not a this is not a quote to tell me that uh, that uh, you know whatever you do is good. Don't don't show me what it says in Shabura. but rather it's saying that when you have halacha that's been kept so carefully, you can't change it. That was one interesting uh, tshuva I wanted to show. 
There's another interesting um, uh, um, thing brought, not by him, it's not a truth of his, but this is a, a, uh, a description from a, uh, from a, a, a Matzliach who brings from a Yosef uh, Ve- Veknin, it's probably, here it says Aknin, it's probably Veknin, it says, "Beyom echad nafla diba beisay yeshiva, oydas apostok shemin roish al yoni roish." So in Rav Haigon's, in Rav Haigon, there was a problem how to fatayich a certain pasuk. V'nechalku by nasofim beisay yeshiva, and they had an argument how to fatayich it. V'romas Rav Haizal, Rav Haizal asked Rav Matzliach, "This Rav Matzliach sheyelech el Catholic. Catholic was the head of the church." What he has in the in the in the certain translation, the first apostic. was not very happy to, to go ask the bishop uh, what shot was in the Pasik. When he saw Ramatsiah was not happy with it, he sraim a love. And he, he was very upset. But Omro he said, these, these, their forefathers, who were very big tzaddikim, lenimnu melachkor advar pirush amilus, eitzel balei muna shaynois. They did not, if they needed no pshat na pasik, they didn't, um, they, they, they did not uh, go to a, a um, they did not hesitate to go to different religious figures. The gametz roet zayim abaka, and even roet zayim abaka. Um, if they needed to. So Ratziach went to this Catholic, he asked him, and he told him that in their Syrian language, they touched the Pasuk, Mishcha de Rishi Reshe. Now, I just want to add something. The, 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 the Syrian Catholics, I'm not sure, one of, one of the Syrian churches, their people used to speak actually Ashuris. They still do, Aramis. So they spoke Aramis. And that's why I think he went to ask him how they teach it in their language. But Al Kalpanim is a very interesting footnote. Uh, he, 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 he said it only Ligabe knowing words, not, not anything else. But, 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 but uh, it's a very interesting uh, story of his. I want to focus mainly on another area. And this is Rabbeinu Haigoyen's um, explanation of Agathas. There are two chuvis. One is shorter, one is quite lengthy, making different points about it. And, and I'd like to um, bring it in. The first one is, he says, it, um, it, no, it's, again, these, all, these are all truths that come from different collections. This one is on the, on the Agadita of the Gemara, says, what, where do storms, where do earthquakes come from? Mais Vois. Um, it, it says that a Kaddish Baruch who sometimes cries, sometimes does this, that, and that sort of shakes the world. So they asked him, what's Pshat? So he says, so he's Meirich, he says, Laval Pashte, he says like this, he says, it's, Kaddish Baruch who has no human features whatsoever, doesn't laugh, doesn't cry, nothing of that. Chas V'Shalom to say anything like that. And when, once you understand it, as it's a double pashit, the Kol Mulsa Damru Rabbanon Dumi Dahachi, 
Anytime Chacham said something like that, things that we can compare, just like the Torah spoke because Ein Hashem, Yad Hashem, and Af Hashem, and all that, just like that's a muscle, this is a muscle. And this is how we have to understand the, 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 this whole Agatha uh, um, like this. We have to understand it as a muscle. And it goes through the whole Agatha by Richus, each piece, what it's a muscle, and so on. Um, uh, you know, then he also adds, for instance, when we say Akash Baruch Hu wants, Akshiv Hashem Chayfitz, Loishe Chayfitz Bolav Bedar Shubam Nevo Adam. When I say Akash Baruch Hu wants, it's not like by us where something inside says I really need it or whatever it is. He says Bayre Chayfitz Shaloi Begu Fnikah Chafzay, whatever. But he but he he takes note of it that when we speak of Akash Baruch Hu's Rotsin or Chayfitz, it's not going to mean what a human's Rotsin Chayfitz is because by us. A chayfetz also means something that has motivated us, something that has pushed us to do something. I want to eat. I want to chill out. I want to do this. Those are all um, certain things that have pushed us to do something. Chayfetz doesn't exist, but it means that Chayfetz once he sets on something, when Chayfetz puts down something for us to do, he creates a rutzen and it's a rutzenai and so on. That's he doesn't explain it much, but Agaponim, he makes the point that the word Ratzon, Chayfetz HaKadosh also is a muscle to something that, that we understand physically. He has a very big tshuva, and this is the one I wanted to say over some things from, fascinating tshuva. Um, they ask, Sholem Adonai Loides Hashem. We want to ask from Rav Haigoyen about Shemes HaKadoshim. There are many shamus. People do with these miracles, with these shamus haktoishim, that you can only do with achoisomayfes. Um, he hides himself from robbers. And you answered us that this is nonsense. And he says, the Akash would never do it. That's what Yurav Haigon answered us. Vitamanu is there. We have a cash on it. We have a tamir. Kikamu Chachmas Yisrael Chachmer Eretz Edoim Anochin Chaveim Chomne Monim. There are Chachmer Yisrael and Edoim, good people, Chachomim, believable people. Magidim Kroses Fahesia. They saw Befurish. They saw Mishal Akech Alam Shal Konev Shal Zayis. Person would take on it leaves. Of, of of trees or corner, because of alem they write shemis, mashlichin legalistim, they throw it to the robbers, v'loyochlava they couldn't go further. Some write it on a piece of of pottery and they throw it into the yam, v'unach mezafo and it stops storming. Umashlichal adam they throw it on a person, v'meisal it dies right away. They come and come and burn my gidim, my shorom, my shashom, and And they tell us many things that they saw and they heard from their parents about fitzes aderech. They come and bruim, they novim heido kira plaimi adam idum ba leshem veavshas mamechot. The people that are good people, they say that they saw such and such a person who who has access to shemus. 
They saw him in Erev Shabbos, Mokim Echad. They saw him in one place, Erev Shabbos. Venir b'Mokim Ach Echad Malakam Yom by Erev Shabbos. On the same Friday, they saw him someplace else, which was a few days travel from there. Venir b'Oisa Shabbos Mokim Rishon. And Shabbos, he's back in the other place. V'Dovah Borim Furs Lashes Sefer and Sosu Yom Seim. And people in Sfarad know they have Mesiris, Kiman at Renoi Goenzal, the Kfitza Saderech, Borlami Bubble, Versarachoset, after Troy had Kfitza Derech, and he came from Bubble there and he came back. Vichelaholak was Shayon every day, no one saw him going in any caravan or anything. The Kamas Farm, we have Sfarm that have all sorts of Shamus and Shamus Malachim, and if he says, if you want to do this, you write this Shamus and that Shamus, and there was Kainim and Shayira that when they would see it, they were scared to touch it. And they said there were people who touched it and they died, and on and on and on. For um, Oidnir, it says the Chazal, it says that, that by Maisa Ashmedai, that they, they, they wrote out on, on the thing, they wrote out the shame, he wrote out the Shamamela for the shame on the, on, the, on the chains and put it on him, and, and so on. Um, okay, then he, then he asked further, um, they asked, uh, what you, 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 um, they bring all the Gemaras about different names, about mentioning different Seamus and Tefillah. It's the same, same idea. Um, the, and then they ask about Kishuf, that uh, when you said that uh, it's only Shadim and so on, that's the, that's the thrust of the question. Tshuva. Um, so he answers with high guard. Kachreinu, kiyesh b'shailos u'kamenyanim. There are a lot of things you mix together. Mem roi l'tshuva. Some of them are worthy of response. Mem ta'enus l'skuvno she'enan kedi. And things that are nonsense. Kigoyin. Ma shekasav nalechem b'avur dibra avayish satan ikvar. The stuff that I told you about the nonsense you wrote last time, that there are all sorts of maizim that dolem do that could only be done by a miracle. And I answered that it's Dvorim B'Telem, and you ask me that the Chachme Eretz Edom Eretz Yisrael, wise people, who say they saw it. He said, so your kashas are me on them. On them the kashas, not, not on me. It's nonsense, and, and the question is why they're saying this stuff. Um, he says, if it's true that dozens of people can do these moifsim, how can you ever tell when a Navi comes? You know, I mean, like doing all these miracles is, is, is commonplace, right? They have all these wonderful people, stories and stories of all these people writing Seamus, doing wonderful things. So, like, how do you distinguish a Navi from just another, uh, uh, another guy like that? Um, then he says, Then he, um, about Sadiq and Gemurim, he says, it's a machlokis. That is a machlokus if, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu does nisim for tzaddikim that, that are the level, you know, like for Nevi'im. And then he says, um, goes on about this a bit. And he says, there are nisim that yomeshanim minogashal oilam, and that never happens except for, um, for a Navi. Sometimes there's a nace where a Kaddish Baruch Hu makes, um, like, you walk by and they happen not to notice you. It, it's, it's also, that's something a Kaddish Baruch could do for a tzaddik. In other words, it, it, the robbers go by and they, they don't pay attention to you. That's something that could be done. But the idea that they, they see one person, they'll see another person, all that, it, it, it says, 
nonsense. The, and, and basically what he says is, you're not, then, then, then what all the Nisim, everything mentioned in the, in the Torah and Nevi'im, if, if people are doing all these things. Then you said also that you found, you know, uh, people coming um, from, they sort of, after Roy going in one place in, in Spain, when when no one saw any any car any uh, caravans anything like that, she said, "Well, who says uh, he's, who says he was Rav going? Maybe it was some charlatan that came along and said, 'I'm not Rav and so on." He said, "Like uh, you know, a person comes along and he says that. Why why do you believe him? Um, that's the way he explains that. He says also." Um, um, he, he, he says, I, you know, and he said, I've asked about it, and I've never heard any genuine case of Kvitsa Zaderich. Um, on and on, he goes through all the stuff they wrote, um, and he, and, uh, let's see where he gets it. Okay, he says, V'chol mishayoyim and anyone who says differently than me, um, so he says like this. He says, Kameis and things that are helpful that could happen. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. And then he says, anyone who tells you different than I told you, don't believe him, don't care what he says. There's a lot said, and very little of it is true. And certainly, and, and, and certainly not in the hour there is when people are not sholem and so on and so forth, it, it can't be. Then it's interesting. He says, certainly in the time of Chazal, when Chazal tell us that there were, that there were, there, there were certain things that they did that were different, so Chazal is different. And he says, and he, and he says actually he has criticism he doesn't say who it is, he says Reb Shmuel Goyen, the only Reb Shmuel Goyen who actually was his father-in-law, where he says that it, it, it didn't happen, and he, and he has a little bit of a criticism about it, and he says that he was Oisik in, in, in um, Sfarim of, he was Oisik in Sfarim, in Sifri Akum, and, and that's why it's kind of, he implies that that's why he didn't believe in, in, in things by Chazal. In Chazal, he says, so, it's, so in Chazal, these things could happen. He says, we only believe things that Chazal tell us, and that's, that's uh, we're Kabul. But in Chazal themselves, the Reb Haigoyen says in a few places, whenever we're talking about seeing things that are not of this world, like they saw Malachim and they went up, like it says, and they saw this, they saw that, all these things. He said, they, it's not a physical sight. It's an inner seeing with some inner sense. So it's not as if they physically walked into another world. All, all of the Chazal that talk about a person um, being able to have some access seeing anything, cover this, all of it. It's, he said it's like it's talking about they went into like a deep trance, 
and they saw things with their seichel, but not with their eyes. That's the way he describes it. That's it's a long, long tshuva, more or less. And, and this, this actually says in a few places, other than here in Chagiga and so on, that all these things are talking about that. Those are some of the points he makes about the Agathas. So, so I guess three or four points to sum it up. First of all, um, whatever Chazal said was emis. Um, sometimes Chazal spoke with the Shonos of Guzma that he also speaks about, um, where the, the Oroch brings him. When Chazal used numbers that are incredible, it's meant bederech, like saying a lot. That he says the the, the Aruch brings Rav Haigon, a troop of Haigon. Whenever they speak about seeing things that are otherworldly, between it, there, it, it refers to you can't see it. So what it refers to is a deep state of uh, whatever you want to call it, where they understand with their minds in Yanim that are beyond um, anything that speaks about a Kaddish Baruch Hu is a marshal. Um, and any stories you hear from people discredit it. They, it does not put much stock in it. Things like Hamez, which can have some effect, that could be true. But Nisim Neflos, that if you say to yourself, you could, you, if, if this were true, then, then what's the Chiddush in all the Nevi'im and in the Gemara? What's the Chiddush? Anybody's doing it, people doing it. And that he said, you know, he, 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 he basically totally discredits it. Those are the points that he makes on, on our goddess in general. Al-Kopanim, Rav Hai Goyen um, seals the Tkufus Agoyenim. Um, Tkufus Agoyenim is incredible because in terms of what we have from their um, Sokim and so on, it really was a tkufa where he still had a clear messiris, like he writes himself, about the things coming from um, the way it was. There was a tremendous, and if you look at, if you look at Shuvah Sagayim in general, they tend to be not mefalpul. They don't bring riots and back and forth and how do you know shot this come after this, how do you shot this or that. They'll say, in the yeshivas, this is what I have in messiris, this is how we've always learned it. It's, it's almost a statement of how it was. It's very interesting when you take a look at the Rambam and he speaks about what Torah Shabbat Peh is. So he says Torah Shabbat Peh is the things that Kodesh Baruch told Moshe Rabbeinu as Torah Shabbat Peh. It's the things that Sanhedrin learned We're using Yud Gimel Midas from existing halachas. And it's Gedorim and Siyogim that, 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 that the, the Sanhedrin made. Those are the three areas. Binagea to the Messiris of what was said to Moshe, the Bezna Gadol is the one that decides which Messiris is true, which is not. They're sort of the repository of Teresh and Alper. In, in, in Yud Gimel Midas, they're being Mephalpul, they're learning, they're using Yud Gimel Midas to learn new halachas, to compare, and so on. But there's an, another Indian that they had to guard the Messiris as zealously as possible. And the Goyenims, they still, they had continuous yeshivas. The yeshivas were in the same place where the Amairoyim sat. It was the same Torah that was the same Mokom and so on. And, and, and they kept it very strongly. 
until um, and with the Hasimus Kuzagainim, you now have Kuzagainim, which is very different already. It's we don't know our lochus. The Masoris has been broken. Really, we can't. We, we don't have continuous communities, and the the way only way in which we can be oimid on alocha now is by being mifalpul, asking, answering, comparing to gemaras, and and so on, until we come out with the answer al derech um, using filpins and seichel. But the goyim still were those who who had that mesiris and kept the mesiris. Of high going is the chesim of it, and from from this point onwards, Klai Yisrael has enters a new phase of, of, of keeping the Torah.